Hey folks, welcome to episode 133 of the Becoming Human podcast. This episode features Cindy Hales. She is the owner of Sleeper Jiu-Jitsu, part of the woman's Dirty Dozen, the first of 12 female black belts outside of Brazil, and she's the host of the Cindy Hales Show, which is a kick-ass podcast. You can find all those links in the show notes or go to becominghumanpodcast.com. At the end of this episode, I'll play you out with uh, Ace of Spades, which is a cover of Motorhead played by Compressor Head. It's basically a robot heavy metal cover band. <laughs> uh, you can check out the video at the link in the show notes or head over to the website. Um, it's definitely worth watching. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Before we start this episode, um, I'm going to just talk a little bit about Sam Harris's Waking Up app. It's an awesome app that introduces you to mindfulness in a very um, minimalist and easy to understand way. The The app is, is pretty clear. There's a bunch of cool, you know, extra talks that are available about consciousness and, and different thought experiments that you can try. Um, it's a really cool exploration of your own mind. And whether you're, a, you know, an artist or you love running trail, climbing rocks, doing martial arts, it applies to everything. Uh, and coincidentally, Cindy and I talked about mindfulness in this episode, and um, you can hear how mindfulness has played a role in, in her training and also her ability to perform as a teacher. Um, you can head over to wakingup.com. Uh, or go on Android or iPhone and pick up the app Waking Up. Make sure to let them know that you're sent there by Becoming Human podcast so you could support the show. Without any further ado, here's Cindy. Last year you uh, you opened up your gym, Sleeper Jiu-Jitsu. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, so I opened my gym. It took us about a year to build it out. We were really fortunate. We found a spot that was like kind of just wide open. It hadn't had anything in it ever. So I got the opportunity to really design the whole layout of the gym with my partners. And yeah, it took us, like I said, about a year, got through it all, put everything in, and now I have my gym. Oh, it's cool. pretty rad. I think we have like a, a tire float floor, so I really mm -hmm. like that. And yeah, now we're just plugging away. We were open for about five months. Um, I had kind of a core group that followed me, right? The whole time while we weren't open, we were kind of open. I was doing a sublet mm -hmm. and also teaching out of uh, my friend Bob's basement. Oh, wow. Right? Yeah. Teaching the kids. And so I was really lucky about have that opportunity to kind of keep, like, my core group going. Yeah. And then we opened here, already had students, and just started, started trucking. Oh, wow. Right? That's so, cool. yeah. And then, you know, the... The unfortunate COVID happened. Mm -hmm. So after, you know, I guess in March, we, we shut down. And so that was a bit of a bummer, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, now we're back open and got my school and just really stoked to be plugging away, learning about the business and yeah, building a team. So yeah. yeah. Oh, that's cool. You, you've been teaching for a really long time in jujitsu, right? Yeah. I think I started teaching basically as a blue belt mm -hmm. and, uh, I think I got my blue belt maybe 2001. Whoa. So a long time. I yeah. guess that's almost 19 yeah, years. Yeah, 19 years. So I've been teaching. 
Um, I taught for Gracie Baja, mm-hmm. right, for a long time and got a really good opportunity to kind of like learn about teaching, helping at those schools. And then, yeah, in the last year I was op- opened up my own. So That's that was cool. cool. And yeah, just a whole new thing I'm learning about, like the business side and kind of really diving into like learning about that and mm-hmm. how to run um, not just like a, a good jujitsu program, like technically, but also like a solid business. Yeah. So really, I think, uh, uh, well, we were talking about like learning moves, like climbing moves or any kind of move mm-hmm. and your body kind of learns how to do that. Mm-hmm. Right. And I feel like, okay, kind of, I've been teaching for a long time. I uh, have kind of, I can teach, right. Mm-hmm. I can run classes. I still definitely have to like keep up on my technical stuff for jujitsu, but now I'm trying to kind of add in new skill set, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So really, really for the last two years, been trying to like focus my mind on like learning about business mm-hmm. and you know, me and you talk about podcasts a lot. Yeah. And so I tried to listen to just lots of different podcasts to learn about being like a better leader. Um, you know, the best coach I can be for my school and also just like the best business person. So that's really what I've been focusing most of my attention on, you know, and I guess what's kind of cool is I spent a long time doing that. And then, like I said, COVID hit. And so I needed to focus my mind on how do you even run a business within COVID, Mm -hmm. which is even a different kind of thing. Yeah. Right. A lot of like new rules and restrictions that you need to operate within. Mm -hmm. Right. It's just like a game with a whole new set of yeah, rules, exactly. right? That's how I kind of look at it. It's like, okay, being presented with a new set of like boundaries and restrictions and rules mm-hmm. and things I want to consider. And so trying to run the business like that and kind of used also it as an opportunity to kind of refocus myself on my training. You know, mm-hmm. I got a little bogged down yeah. on the COVID stuff, right? Really like focus on that. Maybe isn't the most fun mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. for jujitsu. Right. It's a necessary for my business to focus on that. I was getting maybe maybe a little depressed about like, oh, no, you know, it's a hard road. We Mm -hmm. just opened the gym. So it's like, you know, IBJJF started to do the tournaments. So I signed up. I was like, okay, I need something in jujitsu to make me love jujitsu again. Me and you have talked about Mm my on again, off again love affair with Mm jujitsu. Right. And. I do believe I'm in a long-term relationship with jiu-jitsu, yeah. right? <laughs> yep. But I don't always like jiu-jitsu. It has its ups and downs. It has its ups and downs. Um, COVID was definitely a, a side uh, a side swipe yeah. on that. So it's like, okay, made the made the decision to to like, okay, I need something to make me like jiu-jitsu, really mm-hmm. like get me out of being depressed, get me back being active. So signed up for Pan Am's kind of assembled people to help me train Uh and kind of have had that as my focus for the last couple months, right? As we opened the gym back up, I think we opened in August Mm -hmm. after being closed. It's kind of right around the same time, really started training for, for the pans that just happened last two weeks ago. Yeah. So, yeah. So I've got the gym trying to be competitive again. And has that been like an effective coping mechanism for you in the past to find like when you're having, um, when you're like plateauing or having a hard time with with something, is it make it easy to cope with it when you're able to find a goal or an objective and work towards that? Something that you could focus on to take your mind off of whatever those feelings are? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I think, you know, in retrospect, I look at and I do that often in my life, right? I do it kind of um, on purpose. And then sometimes I think like maybe not as on purpose, but now that I look at it, I'm like, Oh, you did that thing again. Mm -hmm. Right. Create a little goal for yourself, whether it's in jujitsu, 
a goal in life, a personal goal, mm -hmm. right? It's like when things feel a little out of control, I think I try to like refocus myself that way. It's like figure out what you can control, figure out a project that you can work on, whether it's like working for a tournament, mm -hmm. whether it's like, you know, trying to fix your house, uh, you know, getting back in shape, like all mm -hmm. kinds of little like little goals, bigger goals, like long-term goals, just start setting goals. And then like looking at like, what can I do to get towards that goal? Mm -hmm. I think, you know, after we shut the gym down, it was like, oh man, I had this, had the project of open the gym, Yeah. open the gym. And then I got, I succeeded at that. Mm -hmm. The gym was open. And then the goal was like, run the gym, mm -hmm. right? Run the gym. I was working, I think from October until March, I worked seven days a week mm -hmm. the whole time. I think I had like maybe one or two days off for holidays. Wow. Right. And it was mm -hmm. like, dude, it was kind of, I was stoked. Yeah. It was like, I hadn't had a gym and now it's like, let's mm -hmm. go. That's what momentum. you've been waiting for. Yeah. Right. And then I had, I had like, you know, I was very mission driven, mm -hmm. I guess. I had that goal, like grow the program. You know exactly what you need to be doing. Yeah. Show up at the gym, you know, teach this stuff mm -hmm. and, you know, engage with people and, and grow your team. And then that went away. <laughs> Yeah, right. And so I it was see. like, you know, I tried to like engage in like all the rules mm -hmm. of COVID, you know, and we, I definitely spent a lot of time, like how, how do we tackle this problem? Yeah, exactly. Right? We got to, you can't hide from it. You got to establish gotta, what you can control and face it. Right. Yeah. We yeah. got to see what the rules are. We've got to like figure out how we're going to implement that mm -hmm. and how we're going to like run the business within that. So it's focusing, like I said, on that goal and you know, it was a necessary goal, mm -hmm. not a fun goal, yeah, right? In my mind, it was like, like not as fun. So it's like, okay, in conjunction with doing that goal, you've got to do these other goals. Mm. And so Have some kind of fun goal, something some that's like exciting. Some fun goals, some things that kind of were rewarding. Yeah. I mean, I guess I can also reframe it. I was like, I learned all kinds of... Do it. We had Joey. We were figuring out some time schedule yeah, stuff. Okay. So, yeah, I think, you know, if I rethink about it, I was like, I try to think like, oh, it wasn't fun. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, I was just really focused on like, I learned a lot of new technology, you know, yeah. what are the good things that COVID did for me? It's like, man, I had to learn how to build like the online scheduling system. Mm -hmm. Right. Uh, kind of taught myself some more illustrator, some more of the Adobe yeah. suite, mm -hmm. right? Learned how to build an online store, like kind of dove head, headlong into all of that stuff. I kind of forgot. Oh, that was yeah. all way back in March. Yeah. You know, it was like, man, kind of like used it as a way to like springboard myself. Yeah, for that. exactly. Because that you makes know? sense because it's going to put you in this like this realm of like unknowns. Right. And you have that to reframe it. You have the ability to to learn more skills because you, you can't do your daily routines. Right. Yeah, dude, I was like, dude, I actually did a lot. You yeah. didn't give yourself credit. Um, yeah, I learned all about that kind of stuff, you know, like automating stuff. Yeah. Like we kind of like, well, we got the little face scanner thing. We got like a little online check-in. We did a lot of things just like so, you know, the waiver's online now. So it's like little things that are like, eh, they don't really seem that important. But for a business, mm -hmm. they make the business run a lot smoother. And I think like even once COVID is over, they're like, quality things you want to keep yeah. in the business. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? So I think like that was a win of the COVID yeah. was just like, Oh, it gave me a little chance. Like we started the gym and then there were things we could have done better. Mm -hmm. And COVID highlighted a lot of those. Oh, that's awesome. Right? Yeah. So I think that was, that's actually like one way I tried to, to look at that mm -hmm. and like 
I like little nerdy, like, computer projects. Yeah. You know, um, I'm starting to enjoy those. Is that so. where, like, the, the activity of being a business person comes in? Like, is that what, is that how you spend your time doing things related to business? Because just for people out there who don't know what it would be like to transition from, like, teaching and then also running a business. And, like, because a lot of it's, like, doing jujitsu, right? There's certain techniques and there's certain um, daily routines that you have, right? Or weekly routines. Yeah. Uh yeah, uh, definitely. Well, over like even like the past few years since I decided I was going to open my own gym, mm-hmm. you know, it's like I've been, I feel like I kind of gotten a whole new education. I'm really fortunate. My partner in the business, Marshall and Matt, you know, Marshall's really engaged in it and helps me like teaches me business stuff, how mm-hmm. to like kind of look at problems in a way that I don't always like know how to look at them mm-hmm. you know i i think well we were talking about this before we started recording it's like i think i was like sometimes always just try to be like a people pleaser yeah. in many ways mm-hmm. you know like oh i can just do this i could do that and it's like a lot of the way i was reacting was not scalable to run a business yeah do you know what i mean it mm-hmm. was like my energy was going in a lot of places but it wasn't focused mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. it wasn't like focused on like what's the best for the the overall business yeah. you know like putting out little fires versus like let's create a plan mm-hmm. so we're not going to have some of those fires yeah, create like a system so that they and they can be dealt with too in a procedural manner almost yeah right? yeah we created a lot of processes i mm-hmm. guess is one way to say it i was really fortunate i have people like helping me with like how do you do quickbooks how do you do kind of like all that back end mm-hmm. admin stuff that there's definitely techniques on how to do that yeah right and like how to have like processes for your business and, you know, just like having a curriculum in the gym, mm-hmm. kind of like a plan for the day, mm-hmm. right? I try to even like implement that, like, man, I, I, I like try to write like a little list of what I'm going to do for the day, mm-hmm. right? I try and do it at the night before and, you know, then try and tackle those things. She's waiting for you. She's waiting for all her friends. <laughs> yeah, she's going to sit there and then she's going to stare out the window at the parking lot. Yeah. We're all my friends to <laughs> The play life with. of a, a, the gym dog. Yes. The other accomplishment that I can say I made during COVID is getting Maddie in the gym full time. Oh, yeah. Right? That must be great. Dude, that was like, I'm super proud because mm-hmm. she's, you know, Maddie's a big dog for people who have not met Maddie. And I was a little nervous having her in the gym. She, you know, you don't know if she's going to bark. Mm-hmm. You don't know if what's going to happen, yeah. you know, because it's a business. So it's like I really like, you know, I bring Maddie here on the open mats. Mm-hmm. You know, we had the Sunday open mats. So I'd always bring Maddie. Yeah. And then I really worked on like having Maddie like be in her little room, mm-hmm. be quiet. Yeah. Right. And like. You know, before COVID, she was coming, and I would have someone, like, hang out with her and feed her <laughs> treats in the room. Oh, yeah. Then I realized, like, all the kids were, like, feigning being sick. Uh-huh. So they could also be in the room with Maddie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I was like, I got to make it where Maddie can be in the room. <laughs> She's got to be in the room on her own mm-hmm. and not eat too many treats because she was getting a little overweight. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> too, so, too many treats. yeah, so I worked on that over COVID. So, yeah, pretty much I was That's winning cool. COVID by getting Maddie. Yeah. <laughs> Maddie's like full time gym dog now. Wow. And yeah, that was another accomplishment. Uh, you know, <laughs> that was one of my life goals. Yeah. Was have Maddie at the gym. Oh, yeah. That makes it, it, it makes sense because, like, in a lot of ways, like, Maddie's your anchor, right? Because you're responsible. Yeah. You know, you're responsible for her, and then you're responsible for yourself. And everything else is just, like, things you choose to do, right? Yeah. You know, and, like, well, 
being out in Gold Bar. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a little bit of a commute, so it's like really nice. Gives me a little more freedom to have her here, be able to like be at work, do other things, be here all day long, how people train, you mm-hmm. know, so yeah, makes it easier. So yeah, I guess I tried to just like work on like, what can I improve? I can yeah. improve my dog's behavior yeah. and get her at the gym, mm-hmm. right? So yeah, it was kind of nice when there weren't people here. I had like people come in, we would like put Maddie in the room mm-hmm. and like slow boated her to yeah. like now she can be a super dog. That's, that's <laughs> smart too, just cause you know, fa- phasing in that, that learning, right? And like get setting that goal and slowly yeah. building your way to, to yeah. be able to get there. And it's, you know, helpful for yourself and even helpful for, you know, Maddie. Yeah. And Creates a little stability and yeah, now she's doing great. So, so yeah, that's, that's awesome. uh, the other good thing. The new adjustment to the gym, the dog. Yeah. And so. It seems like, you know, if you, if you even just look at like the, the tasks that you'd have to do in a business, right. Yeah. A lot of that has, it seems like time management is almost like one of the most important skills. Um, as for as a business person right yeah you have to be able to consistently get things done on a daily or weekly or monthly basis and the better you're able to do those the more effectively right the more time you have to improve all the other things yep and um it almost seems like the what you're talking about with maddie right is it's less important when you're trying to um make improvements to add things in your life but yeah it's more important to take things away yeah, yeah, we were talking about that, and it's like I got to to take away a lot of commutes, right? Mm-hmm. I got to, like, you know, take a little time. It's like, you know, I'll get, you know, I, like, liken it, like, you know, Maddie, when she would start barking and stuff, it was, like, super stressful, right? And mm-hmm. I always, like, used to just, like, put her in the car or, like, can't yeah. bring her, and it was, like, super hard, right? Mm-hmm. And then it's like, okay, now's my opportunity to bring her and like kind of push through that hard time, right? It was like a little stressful. Don't want the neighbors to complain. Mm -hmm. Don't want to like impose on the people Mm -hmm. at the gym. And so it's like, okay, little baby steps. We've got the time, right? There's never gonna be a time that I have a gym open with no people in it. That's crazy, right? But then I had it and so it's like, okay, we're gonna slowly like work together to get Maddie doing this. Mm -hmm. And you know, it makes everything much easier. It, It opened up my life and it kind of showed me like, and there's like little stressful things, mm-hmm. right? That it's like maybe doesn't seem stressful to other people. Yeah. You know, and I'll see that in teaching. Like I'll show someone something and it's like very easy for me. Mm-hmm. Right. And I can see like, oh, they're stressed about it. Yeah. And it's like be super compassionate. You know how that feels. You had like a crazy dog. Mm-hmm. You got her like, you know, you needed someone to help you with that and yeah. get her under control. So it's like, you know, you're helping me with the kids class. Mm-hmm. You see that? Sometimes it's like, oh, it's a little hard. And it's like I could get angry yeah. and stressed and mm-hmm. want to like, well, it reminds me of like Joey's classroom experience earlier. The teacher that yeah. I sympathize with 100 percent is just like no more class. Go to quiet yeah, <laughs> reading exactly. time. Turn Zoom off. Mm-hmm. You can't turn people off. Really, yeah. Right. And it's like, OK, you can either like get angry or you can just be like, we're going to get through this, mm-hmm. right? We yeah. have that with, like, the kids. I have that with the dog. I have that with lots of things. Mm-hmm. Like, dude, it's super stressful. I sometimes want to flee, yeah. right? I uh-huh. want to, like, bail. Yeah. It's like, no, 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 I'm going to sit in this, like, awkward moment and push through it, and then good stuff happens. Wow. Yeah, that's I cool. think that's how I think about Maddie, mm-hmm. how I think about COVID. I think about, like, lots of things I think in life like that. It's like, you know, you can, like, avoid the thing. And it won't get any better. It's still going to be there. Yeah, exactly. Or you can just, like, deal with the hard moment mm-hmm. and 
then everything works out yeah, in the make long the best run. Of it, yeah. Right? I think things mm -hmm. like if you put the time in, they will work out. Yeah, so if you show up. You know, right. yeah, you show up, you're engaged, mm -hmm. and I think, yeah, that's what I try and do, and try to do that with the dog. I try to do that with myself. Um, try to do that with the gym, with the classes, mm -hmm. and yeah. Uh, that's and the cool thing about that is, is like, is that I think I find that it's hard for everyone. Because when I want to approach, like, a rock climbing situation, right, um, I might be if, well, it's hard for everyone in their own way. Because, like, if I want to go into climbing, a lot of the things that hold me back are my fear of heights. If I want to go into poetry, I'm afraid to get up on stage, right? Um, there's all these, these fears that prevent me from doing things. Yeah. But I find the more that I can lean into those and just show up, that... Um, my life almost is enriched but what i even find out is is that people can sometimes recognize that and there's a, always at least someone who will admire and appreciate you for it because they know it's hard to do that to sit through that discomfort and to make it through the other side because nobody really wants to dude that i found sense? that too like i you know well in the whole last couple of years starting the gym, it uh -huh. was great to start a gym, but it was also very stressful. Yeah. Right? And like, I had like, I'm like, dude, I was super lucky. I had like, just like, sometimes random people just like, I think see that in me. Uh -huh. Like, oh my God, this person's like going through this thing. And they're like, you can do it. Like yeah. in these little special ways or like these little like encouragements, right? Mm -hmm. Like totally random people like, wow, oh no, you can do this. This is, you're magical. You can make this happen. Like yeah, totally crazy yeah. stuff that normal people don't say to you. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm like, Oh my God, yeah, <laughs> yeah. that was amazing. Right. Mm -hmm. And it was like, it did, it like propelled me forward. I have people that it's like, I barely know them. Right. Yeah. You just like, they were maybe like in and out of your life, but yeah. you're like, Oh man, they said like super powerful things to you. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. And it was just like right at the right time yeah. to like get you through that. And I try and remember that. And like, you know, sometimes I try to be a patient person. Mm -hmm. I try, <laughs> right? And it's like, oh, you know, when I'm a little stressed, I'm not always the best, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. I think I try to recognize that. And then it's like when I have that feeling, feel like the anxiety or frustration with people, mm -hmm. right? Like, no, 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 no. Think about the compassion that people have shown you. Yeah, exactly. Right? I really like, dude, it sounds hokey, right? Mm -hmm. But I really like, I think about that now. I like actually in my head, like remind myself like mm -hmm. dude you have to approach this with compassion yeah and care right because you don't know what the person's going through you see all the stupid memes mm -hmm. you don't know what this person's going through right you you know if it's something seems off mm -hmm. or you know you can tell sometimes like the person's energy mm -hmm. is a little different it's like man now it's an opportunity for you to do that for someone yeah right and maybe it's nothing mm -hmm. maybe it's nothing that's totally fine but maybe it's not Mm -hmm. Maybe yeah. it's like super helpful. It's never bad when someone tells you like something nice, mm -hmm. right? I don't think there's any been a, a moment where someone said something nice to me that I'm like, oh, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. Fuck you for no, being I nice to that, me, no. right? Like that's crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So it's like, dude, I really try and like embrace that a lot more than I used to. I used to like not really believe in that, mm -hmm. I think, or like kind of think it was like cheesy or weak or yeah. like, do you know what I mean? Just like. Mm -hmm weird yeah it's just awkward uh -huh. right and then it's like no i've seen people that i think are very like in charge mm -hmm. very successful in like different ways successful in what i would think in life yeah and then i see them doing that for people you, you almost like see that, that like where you could almost like 
misjudge it's like as a weakness right mm -hmm. um but i almost see there's almost like three layers right the first layer is is like um i won't do anything to hurt you mm -hmm. um or i won't be be mean you know um towards you like verbally right yeah because i am incapable like like in the sense like look at me like i'm someone who's like smaller like you look down at the ground right yeah you you, you make yourself look like you're not um a potential threat right even yeah. just in conversation right you yeah. make sure that you go out of your way to show that i'm only capable of kindness and that's it yeah and i'll never veer outside of them and then there's like the other layer which is like the strength where you lean into that ego of like i am strong i am dominant you know and yeah. i will impose my strength over you because if i don't it's weakness mm -hmm. and then the the third layer which is like no being being capable of being angry mm -hmm. and frustrated, right? And being able to take that out in a physical way. Like I am a physical person, mm -hmm. um, you know, I'm not gonna hide and shield that. I'm not gonna look squat and look down at the ground and not meet your eyes. Yeah. Um, but even though that I struggle and that it is hard, I will remain calm, I will respect yeah. you and I'll be compassionate and loving. And that's because that I choose to, because I respect you and those are my morals and my ethics. And that's sure. like, like, and that's that whole, like, I don't fear the person who um, who cannot commit violence. I fear the, per or not, I don't admire the person who cannot commit violence. I admire the person who can commit violence, but chooses not to. For sure. Right? Yeah. Who has the strength of control. Exactly. Yeah. Control and, like, calm. Mm -hmm. Like, and that's another thing I've been working on, like, you know, we spend a lot of time in jiu-jitsu to work on, like, physical training, mm -hmm. right? Physical train your body, you know, train your mind for like techniques, but not like, I don't think I, you know, I really understood like trying to control your mind, mm -hmm. right? The thoughts, controlling yeah. your thoughts, controlling the narrative. Um, you know, I'm like really into that, listening to podcasts and like people talk about like mindset, uh -huh. right? And I think that's like a thing I, you know, I knew a little bit about it, but really never delved into like you know, you hear about it, but like, how do you really go about the steps of like working on it, mm -hmm. like truly working on it? You know, um, started meditating. I've been meditating for like probably five or six years, five oh, years wow. yeah. on and off. Mm -hmm. And then like trying to work on like, you know, positive affirmations, like mm -hmm. kind of like working on that narrative in your head. Like when you stop and really like pay attention to it, like all the crazy stuff you say to yourself, yeah. it's insane. Right. It it's is. like, dude, I like now it's like you try and like only say nice things to myself in my mind, mm -hmm. you know, and like not even if I just catch myself like on purpose, like building yourself up. Yeah. And like, like, no, you can do this. And I think it's like super important, just like doing drills and jujitsu. Mm -hmm. Right. You're like teaching your body that things are OK, mm -hmm. that you're like valuable, yeah. that you're worthwhile. Right. And if you like have your mind pointed in that direction, it happens. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And like you attract those kind of people that yeah. like feel that way about you, feel that way about themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think that's like super important. Right. To like be able to to control what you feel about yourself. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think we're always like worried about like what do other people think about you? Mm -hmm. Well, the thing that I try to be the most worried about now is like, how do I feel about me? Yeah. Right. Like uh, truly like 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 
you know, in the like inside it, moments of your mind, in not an like, honest way, in right? an honest way. Like, and it's like, dude, like I said, sometimes you say like crazy shit to yourself, mm-hmm. right? Can't do this. We were talking about it. Like if you tell yourself, you know, approach something with a negative attitude, your performance suffers. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And that's like, man, you know, really being conscious of like what kind of things I listen to, mm-hmm. what kind of books I read, what kind of like stuff I allow to go into my mind. Mm-hmm. You know, I think we think about that with diet, right? We think about that with like all kinds of different things, what kind of chemicals you put in your body. Yeah. But then like, you know, what you allow like internally in your mind mm-hmm. as well as like outside, like, you know, are you like watching crazy news all day long, mm-hmm. you know, that's like winding you up and yeah. getting you emotional? Or are you fear. like scrolling Facebook all day long? It's mm-hmm. like, no, you need to like focus on other things, things that you can control, mm-hmm. things that are meaningful in your life, you know, or just like you don't need to be constantly stimulated. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right? exactly. You can like be quiet mm-hmm. and listen to like what are you saying in your mind? Yeah. And that's when you realize like, oh, maybe I'm not saying the best things. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. maybe I need to like change that narrative or think about mm-hmm. why am I doing those things, mm-hmm. you know, like, and then how can you, how can I like make a better environment for myself, mm-hmm. you know, that way. So it's like, yeah, we talked about like podcasts. Uh, I like that finding mastery with Michael Gervais. He's a sports psychologist for the Seahawks. He Ooh. talks a lot about that. And so it's like, yeah, I try to just like really like learn more about stuff like that. I don't really know a lot about that. Mm-hmm. I didn't have experience with that kind of stuff. So I think like being able to do that, apply it to to my jujitsu, to the business, to I think all like personal relationships. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's been super helpful, you know? And I think it's important. I, I think those kind of things for me at least, I, I, I didn't focus on enough. And mm-hmm. so that's like really where I put a lot of my energy now. Yeah, It's interesting because you could find yourself um, if you, you can find yourself overrun by thoughts sometimes, yeah. where that the thoughts that are entering your mind are really hard to pay attention to anything outside of those. And what I found myself is, is that there were cues, little triggers. So mm-hmm. like, if I were in a social situation and throughout my life, I'd like had this like insecurity narrative that would go on. Mm-hmm. And when I found out in jujitsu, which is like highly social, right? I would go up to a partner and then the minute that my partner and I would work on something together, I would have this whole narrative that would start to play out before I would even engage in jujitsu. And it's, and I would see those narratives played out in other places in my life, but jujitsu, it was so consistent that I'd go to a partner and I'd have these, these things to where it's like, I want to help my partner succeed. <laughs> and like, and to the point to where I'm thinking about what they're doing and I'm thinking about how much I'm helping them, mm-hmm. but I'm not focusing on integrating the information that I had just learned from my coach and practicing it. And jujitsu made it very glaring for me because it would be hard to focus. I would be like, okay, focus on the moves. And then my mind would just carry me away into like, am I doing this right? Like, am I providing the right reactions? And and back into the person and through consistently showing up, I was able to at least somewhat 
replace those um, kinds of behaviors, more of those thoughts, um, with positive ones. And I would have to find ways, okay, when I'm in this situation, I'm going to point my attention into what I'm doing. I'm going to try to think about my body, think about what foot positioning is. And like through meditation, I learned that I will sometimes get carried away into a train of thoughts. And I have to learn to be okay with that, not judge it and get angry about it because I'll, that's, I'll get carried away and being angry about the thoughts. Mm -hmm. But to just let myself return to the focus and just do that over and over again. And through time, like I've made, you know, very actual, very reasonable progress on being able to focus on my moves and not focus on how the other person thinks of me. And like, I didn't really realize that until I stepped into this environment and dealt with that every time in a consistent environment. Um, yeah, yeah. jujitsu has a kind of a cool way of giving that feedback, I think. Like, mm -hmm. I, I found the same thing, and then like through coaching, I see it. I can see when yeah. people get in their way with that, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, Dude, it's hard to like, as a coach, I struggle, like what are the right ways to help? You know, cause yeah. there's, there's nothing I can do uh -uh. to get them out of their head. I can be encouraging, mm -hmm. I can be compassionate, caring, but it's like up to them, yeah. you know? And you're just like watching and it's like, dude, mm -hmm. I know what you're struggling with. I go through the same yeah. thing, yeah, exactly. you know? And yeah, it's, I, I, I like that, like the feedback that jujitsu gives, I see mm -hmm. that with, you know, it, it's like really honest yeah. and you can apply it across your life, you know? like. Oh, I, I notice I do that in jiu-jitsu, and then I started to learn the moves. And it's like, okay, I'm a lot more comfortable. I can, my body can do this, mm -hmm. and it can carry me through now. Yeah. Right? don't have that narrative necessarily in jiu-jitsu. Mm -hmm. right? It's something I'm proficient at. Yeah. But then I, I, I enter a new domain, mm -hmm. and there's the narrative about that. Can't do this. Can't do this. You're freaking out, Cindy. Yeah, so, yeah. You know? but, and then mm -hmm. it's like, no, no, no. Relax. Mm -hmm. Focus on... You know, just the little incremental steps. Yeah. You know, I have that with like lots of projects. I get like easily overwhelmed mm -hmm. with like the enormity of like things. Yeah, you know, like this just seems so big, mm -hmm. right? And then I like, it's another one of those things. I remember going to jujitsu, didn't know anything, and it seemed really big. Now it's like I'm like, oh, this is easy. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's mm -hmm. easy. This moves easy. Blah, blah, blah. And it's like, no, 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 it's not. It's just like familiarity. Yeah. I have familiarity with jujitsu, so it's like. Try to th just remember, no, just put some time in, and you can get that with anything, mm -hmm. right? Anyone can get there with anything with those hours, and, like, just sticking in the comfortability yeah. and, like, working through it. It's like, yeah, I hope my life gets, like, <laughs> I've learned, like, I used to push against those things a lot, mm -hmm. like, fight them, right? Yeah, like, something's wrong, I need to fix this. Yeah, like, yeah uh -huh. active, active things that I could do to be better, and it's mm -hmm. like, no, no. Just relax. I tell people that all the time, and I know they are not listening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? I know I it. I'm like, dude, thing. I know it. I and people tell me that about other things, and it's like, dude, I'm not listening. So it's just so funny. Even to add another layer, is I've had that with the child, like with my son, right? And it's like, you're not listening, and then I get caught up in the, oh, you're not listening, yeah. and then now I'm caught up in it, and I'm doing the thing that I was trying to help them out from, and I'm like, oh, I'm there too now. Dude, yeah, we're in this hole together. <laughs> yeah. Right. So. And it's, it's, um, I say that. it's interesting because I see that in teaching that there's a lot of people come to the party, right? Yep. Um, with their different things. Yeah. I guess I would say baggage, but I really don't got any other words for it right now. But like, I like challenges. Yeah. Um, and like, 
you could, I could, I can come from a perspective for myself in life that, oh, the insecurity that I have or the challenges that I have, I will will them away. I will fix them. And then once I have, one day I'll fix them and I'll be free of them. And then if I were to like reframe it in teaching scenario, right? I see these people are struggling. I will give them the information that I have, you know, whatever it is, my technique or my philosophy, and I will fix them and they will achieve paradise or whatever that is. They won't, mm -hmm. they won't have to deal with that and then everything will be perfect. And yeah. like, I realize that when you work with myself like that, I get very frustrated and dig myself a hole because I gotta like, kind of what you were saying where I have to cope with it and some days I will be free of it or I won't deal with it as much, but I have to be willing to, to deal with it because there's, I might have to go and do something new. Like, you know, you go from just teaching to having a business yeah. and you have to plunge back into that. You have to, you know, not shirk away from that and be in the comfort that you've created for yourself, right? Yeah. In, in jujitsu and being confident and not having to deal with those same patterns and routines. But it just seems like it's, we oscillate between order and that chaos and yeah. order will inflate so much that it doesn't help us anymore. And we kind of have to like step away from it and yeah. go into the uncertainty and the chaos and deal with all that struggle and strife and create order and then just repeat that cycle. And I've seen that with kids perhaps where like you, they will have some problems that they'd like, or like, yeah, they'd have challenges that they'd bring into this educational environment that makes it where it's difficult for them to access what I'm trying to teach them. And if I am like, I can fix you, here's exactly how to do this, because my goal here is to, um, is to give you 100% all this information. Mm -hmm. What happens is, is, I believe I missed the point, because it exacerbates the problem. But it seems it's like, if I'm able to identify how I can support you, and like what you said, it's just kind of, you said it, you know, just personally in the past, like showing up's really important yeah. and being able to get a, re get a reward for effort, right? Yeah. Genuine effort is really important. Participate in that learning process. Yeah. Uh, and it's more important than what you're trying to teach. Yeah. And, and that's kind of what you were talking about even before, like, you know, show up here. And if I'm just, you know, in my mind, in my head, having a really hard time, I can't like force them to do the perfect thing. All I can do is facilitate the experience yeah. and help guide them. Yeah. And show up the next day. Yeah, because when maybe they're in a whole different mindset. Do you know what I mean? It's yeah. like, man, I see that, and it's like we talked about it with the kids. It's like the other day we were talking about how to teach. I was talking to Alfie about it too, mm -hmm. and it's like, you know, I think we I used to get really hung up in technique. Yeah, got to teach them this technique. I'm really hung up on them learning the technique, mm -hmm. and then it's like, get over yourself. It's not about the technique right now. You know, it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the technique is important. I believe that. But it's also, you know, everyone's going to learn it at their own pace, mm -hmm. and can't you can't beat someone over the head with it, yeah. right? You got to just like be there, offer it up. Maybe they're not going to pick it up that day, mm -hmm. right? And then the next day, be there, showing them, and maybe one day they're going to get it. Yeah. And sometimes, like what they're going to get is something totally different out of the room, mm -hmm. right? They're going to get. Maybe they don't get the technique. Maybe they get like a little bit of the technique, right? Mm -hmm. Maybe not what I thought was enough, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> it's exactly. Like you, you bring like mm -hmm. your standards to the table. I bring my standards, yeah, which and then you it's should. like need to reevaluate the standards, mm -hmm. right? The standards are different for every every person. I could say every kid, every I would say really like every person though. It's like, mm -hmm. what do they need that day? What do you know? 
what can they get? You know, some days people will learn a lot. Some days, yeah, exactly. not so much. And it's just like not trying not to get super frustrated about that. Mm -hmm. I think after teaching for so long, I like to look at things like on this like kind of wider scale. If you like pan out and look at like people's overall experience, mm -hmm. it puts like those rough days. Mm -hmm. It's like, you don't even remember them. Mm -hmm. right? yeah. I would say you would have that with teaching. You have it anything in life. Like, mm -hmm. dude, it seemed really important in the moment, right? That really bad day, had super terrible time teaching class that day. And mm -hmm. 15 years or that day is yeah. totally insignificant it, right in and, this like one way i guess like mm -hmm. as a conglomeration it's significant you know yeah builds a pattern but it's like showing up every day i think is is the most important thing everything else is going to work itself out there's a way though i would imagine for like if you have one of those days right and you you took it to heart in a way right you were to reframe it and see things differently um it could be very destructive for some people. And that's, I think, that difference of, like, yeah. not clinging to it. Because I've had that with, you know, with, with running, for instance, right? Like, it's some days are really suck. Like, some days yeah. are just bad. Yeah. And, and like, the, the thing that really helps me out is, is just knowing that some days are bad. That's it. Like, dude, true. That's how life is. Yeah, if you accept that, that's what I'm like, dude, yeah. I accept that. Some days are terrible. That's the way it is, mm -hmm. you know? And that was, like, freeing. Because I used to try and make it, like, no, it's great. Yeah. Every day is great. Great class. It's like, mm, mm -hmm. no, that is an unattainable standard. Yeah. Every day is like, you know, so, you can find worth in every day, I think, but it's like not every day is a 10 star day. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so where do you determine that? Like it's, this is, don't kick that up. Where, where do you determine that, um, that this is like, uh, a rainy day, right? Can't control a rainy day. It's coming through. It's not. It's not mm -hmm. happening. It's not the best day, right? Mm -hmm. um, things aren't going the way that you want. Um, where do you draw the line between like, this is just one of those random events, and I got to roll with it, and oh no, this is a a something that's building, and I have to um, give it attention. Does that make sense? And I have to really evaluate this process or what's going on here. I know it's well, hard. In some ways, I try and do that little check-in almost. I try yeah. to do it constantly, right? Because mm -hmm. those rainy days can, like, switch mm -hmm. super fast. So it's like, or even, like, how do you identify the rainy day? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I try to do, like, like I said, I make, like, a little list at night. Try and think of what I'm going to do the next day. And it's, like, try and kind of check in with, like, how I did that day mm -hmm. you know at the same time how are these things going look at the previous day list yeah and kind of try to be honest with myself uh usually i try i, I think i err on the side of like <laughs> nitpicking mm -hmm. right hypercritical yeah try to uh and then i try to be like okay hey you're doing that thing <laughs> mm -hmm. right yeah, and i like I, I try to talk myself through the whole process mm -hmm. um i'll say honestly a lot of times I have to check in with other people. Mm -hmm. How do you think this is going? Oh, that's right. Really helps like, you, because yeah. I think like sometimes I get like bogged down in my mind about like how I perceive it, mm -hmm. the situation. And that's what it's like. Sometimes I can turn the like, it's all terrible. Yeah. Uh -huh. Catastrophize everything. It's cynical. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. Like, oh my God, everything's falling apart. Mm -hmm. uh, how one of those moments today, I forgot to do something that to me is fairly important. Yeah. A couple, couple days late on it. And so it's like, little panic this morning mm -hmm. in a panic right oh no oh no you know and it's yeah. like 
kind of like impacted like everything else for my morning mm -hmm. right it was just like unknown i thought i was going to be doing something early and then i realized i'm two weeks late yeah oh yeah right mm -hmm. and it's like uh, man you know then i had to kind of put that under perspective and it's just like it's just another thing mm -hmm. right it might seem like a big deal we're gonna like send an email see where we're at with it mm -hmm. and go from there you know and it's like i always just try like i said i guess i just try and i think i'm more emotional than maybe I don't know if I'm more emotional than most or mm -hmm. like then I'm like, no, maybe you just are it's, like wear your heart on your sleeve a little bit and mm -hmm. talk about it maybe more than most people. Because I think everyone is emotional. My friend told me that like, no, Cindy, everyone has emotion. Yes. You're not special. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Right. I'm uh -huh. not special. So I, I like that little check in because sometimes I would be like, oh, no, it's I'm like so me. terrible. Yeah, it's only me in like it's the negative me. way. And I have to remind myself oh, right now this might be negative, but you're not so special because you're not any different than anyone else. Everyone else, else who's way. got all these problems, right? Yeah. I try to like, yeah, reframe that. And then just like, just check in, see where I'm feeling. And then it's like, if I need to like, usually I've been trying, I think one big thing is like, dude, uh, make sure you're eating. I was mm -hmm. like, well, today even I was like, okay, Will's coming. You only have 10 minutes. Um, you could, you probably don't want to be late, but if you don't go, you're not going to eat until seven o'clock tonight. Mm -hmm. You haven't eaten yet today. Yeah. You know? And it's like, I like panicked. Honestly, mm -hmm. I had a mini panic. I'm like, I'm going to be late. I hate being late. It freaks mm -hmm. me out. Right? Yeah. It stresses me out really, really bad. And then I'm like, no, Cindy, self-care. Yeah. Go get the food. Right? Mm -hmm. I don't even think I was late. Yeah. I was like, Will, was I late? You're like, no, I don't think I was late. But it's like, you know, tried to just take those times, like, you gotta like do the little things that kind of like equal a big, like yep. successful day that I used to overlook. I used to think like, I need to do these other things, prioritize these other things more important. Mm -hmm. And it's like, when I do that, honestly, when I don't prioritize myself, it sounds like really selfish. I feel mm -hmm. selfish even saying that, uh, but I've been really like trying to focus on like, Cindy, really all you control is you. Yeah. You need to prioritize every ounce of energy on improving yourself, mm -hmm. right? That sounds really weird feel really guilty almost saying mm -hmm. that i've been there yeah. I've ha i have people that are like Ugh. and it's like no no, no. <laughs> that's how i believe and i'm going to keep believing yep. that i'm going to start keep thinking that it's mm -hmm. like cindy you deserve to go get some food even if you're two minutes late yeah right you can be a better cindy mm -hmm. when you have food you can everyone's going to understand no one's yeah. going to think you're a loser right and so it's mm -hmm. just like i have to have those mental yeah. like talks all the time and it's like it's nice i have other friends that are like oh yeah i do that too mm -hmm. you know i think it's like, it was like, it sounds stupid, but it's like, no, like for me, it was like hard at yeah. first, like to do those things. It's like, no, no, I just need to be like grinding. Mm -hmm. We should yeah. be grinding. Yeah. We should be doing all these things. And it's like, no, no, no. You need to be like taking care of yourself, mm -hmm. focusing on you. You don't need to like be a constant peaceful pleaser doing mm -hmm. like everything that you can do. Just because you can do it doesn't mean you should do it. Yep. Right. Sometimes the best thing you can do is like take a break. Mm -hmm. Maybe like. Just follow the plan that you had. Don't try and do extra. Just, you know, I try and like have sort of balance. I think I'm like a little OCD about like mm -hmm. doing more, do this. Yeah, it's, like, more is better. More is yeah. better. Uh, you know, you could always do a little more. And it's like, I think the scene that we're in, you know, sometimes embraces that yeah. and like glorifies that. Mm -hmm. uh, I've tried that. And I think like now, I don't know if it's a function of age, but it's like, trying to have like more quality moments mm, versus mm -hmm. like more like just doing more for the sake of doing more yeah. it's like you know just like hand picking 
what I want to be doing, only doing what I want to be doing. We've talked about this, mm -hmm. yeah. you know, and it's like another one of those things, like controlling who I'm around, mm -hmm. right? Uh, what kind of things I'm around, what kind of like thoughts I'm around. Yeah, exactly. You know, all That's of those things. Thing, it's like yeah. all of those things. I think it all feeds together. I feel really fortunate to have the life that I have because I can like worry about all those things. Mm -hmm. I can't control all those things. I can think about, you know, and have like my job lends to that. Yeah. Right. We were talking about it with you mm -hmm. earlier. We were like, you're like, you know, I struggle with like having all these projects, but mm -hmm. it's like, and then you're like, no, you know, think about how your projects all kind of intersect. Yeah. Right. They're all self-feeding. Mm -hmm. And it's like, that's true. Right. And I feel like that was by design in many ways. Yep. Right. I and I forget that. And then you're good at re being like, no, give yourself credit. It's like I did that. And so it's like you've designed your way, your life in a way that you can because those things were important to you. Mm -hmm. So now you need to honor that mm -hmm. and like work on them. Yeah. Right? Take exactly. the time to do all those things. Don't just say you're going to do them mm -hmm. and then go not do them. Yeah. Right. Because you're so busy doing all these other things. Mm -hmm. Exactly. Right? You yeah. know, it's this yeah. constant pull of like getting pulled over here, pulled over there. Mm -hmm. You know, I had it with like, dude, I'm trying to do like these geese and that was like an overwhelming project for me. Mm -hmm. And it's like being okay with like telling someone like, dude, I'm not gonna, it's gonna take me a minute to get back to that. Yeah, exactly. Right? Being honest with that. Yeah, yeah. And it's like, dude, that was really hard. And it's like, wait, you're trying to buy something from someone mm -hmm. and you're feeling pressured doesn't make any sense yeah right and it's like mm -hmm. it's like no you want to you want to like approach it slowly I think like I always want to like just like try and get things done quickly because I'm not always good at getting things done yeah right so mm -hmm. I feel like just need to like rush through that ending and it's like no 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 just like take everything slow there's not you know mm -hmm. I can look on the small scale and like be really hurried about things mm -hmm. but anytime I feel like that I think it's happened in the business a lot of times actually it's happened in the business where I'm like you know, me and Marshall have made a plan. Mm -hmm. We've got a plan how things are going to work. And then something comes in and like challenges yeah. that plan in a way, you know, some mm -hmm. little ask, some little thing. Yeah. And I'm like, I can do that. Uh -huh. And then it's like, wait, Derails. wait a second. Wait a second. We have a plan. Let's follow the plan. Right. And then yeah. it's like most of the times when I do that, it's like, thank God you did that because you're just getting like diverted. Yeah. Right. Energy diversion, mm -hmm. time diversion. You know, I think it's a, to be a good leader. Right. I really struggle with that. Like mm -hmm. how do I get people to follow me? Mm -hmm. And it's like, if you're constantly like maneuver, like moving back and forth with what you, what the goal is, mm -hmm. people can't follow that. Exactly. There's no clear goal. Yeah. Right. So it's like, We've been very intentional about how we structured the gym mm -hmm. from like how we designed the gym to how we do the classes to everything, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, don't go and like give up that design for like a whim, yeah, exactly. right? And it's yeah. just like, and that was like a big confidence thing. Like where I was mm -hmm. like, when I started to see that working, like, no, we had these plans, these rules, right? And sometimes they're hard to follow my own rules. Yeah, they're very, that's, yeah we've, exactly. we've bumped up against it, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And it's like, Dude, it's really hard to follow these rules, but it's like, that's what a leader does. Yeah, Right? Exactly. That's what a leader does. When they're asking other people to follow those rules, mm -hmm. they follow the rules. Yeah. Right? And and if the rules aren't good rules, mm -hmm. then maybe you look at, like, getting rid of the rules or changing the rules, but you don't just, like, 
do that on a whim. That's you do that very intentionally. Why there are rules? Because they wouldn't change flippantly. Like there yeah. would not. Shouldn't in, be a rule if it's going to change flippantly. Exactly. And it, the reason why it has to be a rule is because who you are yeah. and what you need, your decisions are going to change on a day-to-day basis. And there's yeah. no guarantee that you're going to be the person you need to be tomorrow. Yeah. So you got to set those rules in place. And you set those rules in place when you're like clear, mm-hmm. clear-minded, right? You like, that's what it's like. You set the processes in place when you're like looking at them pra- like like pragmatically and like you're in that mindset. Mm-hmm. Uh, usually when I'm starting to like challenge, like maybe I could make this exception. <laughs> it's like in this emotional moment, mm-hmm. right? It's an emotional moment. You would never change a well thought out plan for an irrational emotional yeah. moment. That's the silliest thing. Exactly. And I'm like, dude, you've been doing that your whole life. <laughs> you know, yeah. or a bunch of men, oh, yeah. a lot. I see a lot of other people doing it too. So I'm like, it's not just you, yep. right? It's and it's like, that's why you make those plans. Mm-hmm. That's why you have emergency plans. Because yeah. when you're in an emergency, you're not in the mindset to make a plan. Exactly. Right? And so it's like, I look at like that's... all my day-to-day little mini emergencies try and pull me away from my plan, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, no, I made my plan when I was like, clear-headed yeah and thoughtful and we took all this time why would I like change it now mm-hmm. and so that's been like a really cool thing that I've like learned and I think you know you kind of know it but like to really like oh I'm doing this thing and I can see myself doing it and now I see like when people come in and try and pull me off the plan I'm like mm-hmm. no you're trying to do that thing yeah. I don't say it out loud but I'm like in my head I'm just like there's that thing mm-hmm. yeah. Ray Dalio I read this guy's book I really like him and he he has these things that's like just another one of those mm-hmm. just another one of those oh, and it's like yeah. it's just like those problems like that's I have cool. that like yeah. oh it's just another one of that uh-huh. that's that problem just another that's one of those great. here's the answer for that right and you have like he's really into like algorithms he's mm-hmm. a hedge fund investor or oh, whatever wow. yeah. and he's written these books it's like principles of life and like work Ooh. and so um, he has like all these little ways he thinks about it and it's all these like systems creating systems mm-hmm. how to how to you know, manage your time, how to work out, work with people, how to like communicate all these little like processes. Wow. And it's like, I try to really do that. You know, it's like, it's like, just like in jujitsu, you have like these techniques mm-hmm. and tools and it's like, you have the right tools and techniques for scenarios. And that's like a process, yeah, right? It's a tool sense. or a technique for like this scenario, mm-hmm. right? In the gym, it's like, like, like COVID, we have like these rules about how many people we have in the class, mm-hmm. right? And it's like, that's set rule for right now. Yeah. And so it's like, we just know this is running. You wouldn't be in like changing it this day, that day. It's mm-hmm. just like, here's how you chug along. These are the rules. And then, you know, it answers those questions yeah. for you. It just automates things. It's like, you know, the more you can kind of automate and make fast where your brain power isn't going towards those questions every time someone asks them. Mm-hmm. It's just like, I already know the answer to that. Yeah. It's this. This is the answer. It's not a new answer every day. I would have like, you know, we would have that with like, like a, I would say like pricing. Mm-hmm. for the gym you know it would be like I've seen I've been in gyms where there's there's all kinds of different pricing yeah. it's all over the place mm-hmm. and it's like well then when someone asks you the price it's a huge thought yeah exactly right? it is and, and it's you emotional don't know what it is because things, you're like it's... well it's over here you know and mm-hmm. I would find myself going through the like this whole story about it, yeah. you know and it's like and then I would have like emotional reaction mm-hmm. right because I'm now like involved in a story. Yep, exactly. And then I've got this person. There's no clear answer. Yes, uncertainty, right? This You're is, in chaos. I, I'm like creating more chaos yeah. for myself as I'm talking, which I often <laughs> do, you know? And it's like, no, no, no. 
have a clear answer, you mm -hmm. know? And I think that's a good way of leadership because it's hard to like lead people when you're like meandering. Mm -hmm, it is. Right? It's like sometimes maybe you need to tell them like, like I, I often, I think like podcasting, I feel this way. I'm like, dude, you just like, it's just thinking aloud, mm -hmm. right? A lot of times it's me thinking aloud and you're like, you should have like more clear answers, mm -hmm. right? But I think the, the function of a podcast is a conversation. Yeah, exactly. Right? So I think it's okay in this this realm. Mm -hmm. But like if someone is coming to me in a business about, let's say, how much does something cost? Yeah. I think a clear answer yeah, is warranted. Yeah. And right? And it's warranted and necessary. And also how do you, you can't really operate in that capacity unless no. there's a clear answer, um, especially if like if you're bidding between people and you're trying to choose like, am I going to go with this, this company or this company? Yeah. Like, it's super hard. And then the scalability issue, mm -hmm. right? How do you like... What do you tell the next hundred people? Yeah. What's the answer? Do you know what I mean? And then exactly. like, you want to be fair, fair and consistent. Mm -hmm. I think it's really important in leadership, in like relationships, in anything, right? And so it's like, you know, having all those processes, having like those kind of things, and it and it just frees up your mind. It, it does. frees up your mental power. That almost seems like the almost the competitiveness in running a business, right? To where like. Like, not with relation to other people, but, like, how well you can do the thing. Because everything that gets in the way of that is your ability to manage all of these things and your ability to, like, do you create processes? Do you do you not create processes? And then if you're able to get to that level, right, where you're yeah. creating processes, um, it's like, well, what ones work? What ones are effective and how do I treat people? Yeah. Like, and that, like... If, if everyone were to do, were to have like a poster business, right? Yep. That's the only way that you're going to set yourself apart as a poster business. And even if you were the only poster business, right? And you didn't need to compete amongst other poster businesses, that's still going to be how you retain the most customers. And really, yeah. what does that mean? Which is like, that's how you're going to get people to donate the most amount of resources to you so you can keep doing what you like to do. Yep. And like that's, and yeah. that's, I see that in like, um, uh, in situations where, where I was teaching mm -hmm. at the in the school district, and it's like, okay, it's less important what this teacher is specifically teaching. Mm -hmm. It's more important that they create a learning environment. Mm -hmm. And the biggest struggle is, is whatever challenges, the interpersonal challenges they have inside of them, if they're able to manage those effectively so that they can facilitate a learning environment. And outside of that, were they able to develop thoughtful order so yeah. that they can instantiate that process and not think about it while they're doing it, right? Yeah. And it's like develop a process, manage your own mind and challenges yep. to facilitate that learning environment yeah. and be supportive. Yep, like and then anything can happen, yeah. right? That's, the, that's what you, it's like cultivating that environment, cultivating like the openness for learning, mm -hmm. and then I think anything can happen, right? Yeah. It, when you start like kind of shutting that down, not having... You know, if all the time spent answering the mundane mm -hmm. or managing emotion, right? You're angry, yeah. whatever. Nothing good can happen. Mm. So, yeah, it's 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 crazy. There's so much more. You know, when I first started jujitsu, this is definitely none of these things were the things I was thinking yeah. about in jujitsu. So, kind of like for me, it's like pretty mind-boggling. Like. Where, like, when I walked into, like, the random jiu-jitsu school, Marcelo Alonso school in Tacoma 20 years ago, like, yeah. oh, that it would bring me to a place where, like, oh, I'm trying to think about, like, you know, how do I create the best learning environment 
the best business environment, you know, the most profitable and successful business, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's not where I thought any of this would take oh, me. Wow. So it's, it, it, it's a cool thing. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, mainly I'm just stoked about like being able to learn all mm-hmm. of these new, like techniques of like how to manage your life. Yeah, you know, exactly. I'm, I'm super impressed with you, Will, because like, man, as a young guy, you, you're super thoughtful with all these things. Oh yeah. And, Thank you. and definitely it's, it, it's super encouraging and inspiring for me. Mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate that. Yeah. That's really cool. The, um, what do you call it? What is it like for you to, uh, to train for, for Pan Ams, given that we're going through COVID and everything like that? I know it could be really challenging. So training for Pans, um, man, it was actually pretty cool. I thought, like, you know, this was the first tournament I've done while I'm at the new school. And... You know, COVID made it weird. There weren't just like people like in the school for me to train with, yeah, right? Wow. So you know, the school was not even open. Mm-hmm. So it was like, okay, uh, I needed to reach out to people and kind of build my own little training camp. Yeah, you know, make exactly. my little like uh, training groups, mm-hmm. right, to fall within the like boundaries of the COVID. Yeah, and be safe, and also like build the team that I wanted. I actually really enjoyed the whole experience. It mm-hmm. kind of reminded me of like when I used to like set up little camps for my fights or for other, you know, when I yeah. was at Baja, I almost had this built-in team, right? Had a school, had an overall team at large. So I could just, it was there. That's the training cool, yeah. opportunities were there. Um, this time felt a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, so it was like, you know, when I was fighting, I was out of a lot of different schools. And so I would just kind of hand pick people, right? And so yeah. I felt like, oh, that's what you're going to do for this one. So, you know, I called you and Alfie to come in. I reached out with Carly. Mm-hmm. I was training a lot with Carly. Trained with my friend Rolo. Um, trained with Michelle Wagner. So it was just like, man, uh, I just kind of found the people that I thought would be the, the people I needed to help me mm-hmm. for what I what I kind of anticipated the matches to be like. Yeah, that makes um, sense. And also just the people that I thought would be like, you know, create the right environment for me Mm -hmm. you know that was like the most important I feel like you know uh, I worked on getting kind of just like my basic fitness back up Mm -hmm. after being off uh kind of did that just on my own um but then for the training it was like yeah just calling in the people that I was really excited for Mm -hmm. you know and and then just training it was it was cool I hadn't really trained that hard Mm -hmm. like that was like an actual like kind of had like a maybe two month camp and just, you know, I was, I'll say one of my favorite parts of the camp, one of my favorite stories that I've told a few people was with you is like, um, you know, I live about an hour away mm-hmm. and I'm like, always like, don't really like training early in the morning. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and I was like, reached out to you and was like, dude, Will, I want to train. And it's like one day you're like, okay, let's train at 7 in the morning, 6.30 in the morning, whatever ridiculous time it was. And I was like, normally I would have told people I think I would have used an excuse. And I would have been like, I live too far away. Yeah. Can't drive. And I was like, you can't say that to Will because Will lives farther than you do. Right? So you were like... The guy who motivated me to get up early. Uh-huh. And remember, we trained super early. I thought I was like, the first round I trained with Alfie, I thought I was going to die. Yeah. Like, I literally was like, oh, my God, my body is in shock. I'm not used to being up this early. But I've really, like, actually, since that day, 
I've been getting up early. Yeah. Right? Oh, that's great. It kind yeah. of inspired me to get up early. And, you know, there are some days where I sleep in, mm-hmm. but yeah, I've been getting up, coming into the gym early and just like trucking away, had yeah. a good camp. And, you know, uh, I have like ongoing issues with like holding my body together. Mm-hmm. I felt like I made it through pretty good. And yeah, the, the last week I had a little issues with my knee, so we had to take that off and just rest. And then got to, got to Pan Am's. Uh, the stupid thing that happened was I accidentally kicked a table. Oh. I told you about this. I kicked the table the night before and broke my toe. And, you know, I was just like, dude, oh, of course that happened. Uh-huh. Um, so, yeah, the Pan Ams was a cool tournament. It it was cool to see them, like, I think just, like, I was just stoked to be at any tournament, yeah, quite honestly. Exactly. Like, it's been a minute yeah. since there's been, like, live jiu-jitsu. Mm-hmm. I've seen some of the small batch shows, but, like, being at a full tournament, um, I was impressed with, like, all the the steps they went through for the venue mm-hmm. they did temperature checks they were like searching everyone i oh, was wow. like jesus <laughs> it was like more to get into the venue than to get on the plane wow yeah so that was nuts but you know once we were in there it was cool it was good to see everyone mm-hmm. um good to see jujitsu and just excited to be be able to train and had some good matches and yeah i was able to win so that was cool yeah. and then just right back to it you know now it's like what else can i train what else can we be doing okay um yeah got some some issues still with my knee Mm -hmm. so i'm gonna go to the doctor and see what i can do with that and then i'm gonna see about like get it back in and then like try to get back to the training circuit they have this like i'm a master four now Mm -hmm. for ibjjf and you can win a plaque for like the overall like master four black belts. So you need to accumulate the points. So I wanna try and like do that. That's That's like a goal that I'm trying to set for myself Mm -hmm. long-term. So that just means I gotta like keep my body together and kind of get into that like daily grind jujitsu and and try to go to a lot of tournaments. So Mm -hmm. wanna really, you know, get the school ready for that. I had like, I actually for a couple years, really didn't focus on that uh, for the school right didn't really focus out for myself but having a new school um i think it's fun i think that's a fun thing to do Mm -hmm. have like people training right people training for tournaments i think brings an excitement to the school oh yeah absolutely and so you know it's an awkward time to try and start thinking about that but it's like man it's never a bad time to start like like getting better at jujitsu and kind of like getting the team team ready for that so i want to you know kind of kind of use the enthusiasm to to be able to do that try and see who wants to start doing that and build the team and see when we can can go to more tournaments i see i mean i saw last weekend they had a grappling industries one in idaho yeah right and so they're they're slowly creeping up another project that i want to do is i want to do some some little super fights here at the gym oh you know? that would be nice do where we do um you know, film them, put them on the interweb, mm-hmm. and, you know, try and do some, like, cash prize money for yeah. for people. I like that style. Um, I think the small tournaments now, it's going to be, or, like, not tournaments, but, like, super fights. Mm-hmm. I think that's, like, something you can kind of stay within the rules. Yeah, it's super accessible right, right now. Um, it also gives, like, competitors, like, 
the opportunity to stay sharp. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's a lot of people that, like, man, the younger generation, there's so much good talent out there. Oh, yeah. That it's like, I'm really excited to just, like, what are the ways I can support that? Mm -hmm. You know, I like to compete, but it's like, I think my time is limited mm -hmm. there, you know? And even if I can still compete, I want to, like, kind of kind of move to that next thing i put on tournaments before and i want to kind of kind of try my hand at that again and so yeah i'm looking at that and yeah just different things i can do at the gym and in life like while COVID exists yeah, right exactly. like what other cool things i think like easy like the easy thing to do in one way is to just be like oh you can't do anything mm -hmm. right sit around yeah. be sad mm -hmm. i hear people like oh this and that and it's like man it's one of those mindset things again where mm -hmm. it's like try to really like anytime there's like oh you can't you can't do this there's this hardship it's just like let's just focus on what we can do yeah right um what we can do to like have things be fun have things we can support and build community mm -hmm. like man just being at the tournament and seeing my friends you know that i hadn't seen mm -hmm. being in the tournament yeah. you know just like seeing that environment was like really motivating mm -hmm. you know it's just like mm -hmm. after being like all COVID, energy too. COVID yeah. environment for so long, like, you know, not seeing a lot of people. Mm -hmm. Like, I see people, but not like, not like when you're going yeah. to tournaments all the time. Oh, and yeah, like, exactly. out and like, we used to have the open mats and like. Such a solid community event because you could feel the energy and like, yeah. you, for like people who are not even like uh, in that kind of environment, it's such a huge sense of belonging because yeah. you look at everyone and everyone's doing the same thing. Everyone's positive. Everyone's mm -hmm. like moving forward. Man, yeah. I just think like, Dude, the world is so weird right now, mm -hmm. right? It's like things are hard. People are stressed. I think the election's coming up. Like no matter your politics, it's like mm -hmm. it's like a little intense. I yeah. think the world's a little intense right now. And so it's just like, man, I think it's really easy. It would be really easy for me to get like really down mm -hmm. or like really stressed by it, a little anxious. So it's just like, man, like I said, just focus on like what can we do? What can mm -hmm. we do to like support the people around us to like create cool things mm -hmm. you know and that's why you create goals because that's what yeah. you what you say is it's like well what can we do and then all a goal is is a rule for attention basically where yeah. you're saying like i'm in a i'm gonna prepare for this competition and that's yeah. a rule for attention meaning on days even when i want to maybe divert my attention to this to the covid stuff right yep. like today i have to divert some attention to this thing i look forward to and that's my yeah. rule and and it's interesting because when you talk about like going there and you're seeing people who are like doing things and that yeah. makes you like you feel that energy and you really like that energy and it feels good yep. like all what you're telling me is like you like it when people are have set a goal and they're there to either you know attain their goal or pursue their goal or to watch i don't know if they can support people that they care about pursue yeah. their goal um, and then you tell me the same thing about these, like, hosting, like, a, like super fights, right? Yep. And it's like, you say right now we're in a challenging time. Something you said in the past was, I don't think it's unique to you, um, that when I'm having a hard time, setting goals really helps me. Yeah. Um, it's goals that I can work towards, right? And yep. it diverts my attention and creates a rule for attention. So if you create, like, a super fight in these constraints, you provide more of opportunity for other people to do that, and you affect the community as such. Yeah. that you could assume that people who like jiu-jitsu um, are like you. Yeah. Um, 
because they're a person. Whereas if they set goals, it might help them through hard times. And they might really need that because their attention might be diverted to this thing that's hard to deal with and not so much in our control entirely. Yeah. But let me give opportunities for things that you can control in the community. And here's something to work towards. Yeah. And yeah, for it's sure. It's a cool thing. That's, it's, yeah, you make it sound so like <laughs> simple and easy. Yeah, and it's, not, no, it's great. But, You're yeah. great for that. I just like listen to how you yeah. say all that, and I'm like, oh wow, like that's Dude, really helped true. you. And it's like this yeah. is just a, a a way, an excuse to do that, or a way to remind yourself to do that. But you love jujitsu, so yeah. Like, well, and I mean, it's like it's that like I guess it's just like a healthy coping mechanism, uh -huh. right? It's just like man, it's like. When you don't know what to do, you just like create create a goal, and mm -hmm. now now we have a plan, right? Yeah. It's not idle time. It's like yeah, the worst is just like sitting around with treading water, mm -hmm. right? And so it's like yeah, just try to do that, and yeah, it's it is cool to see. I, I like to see all the other people out there doing stuff too. Mm -hmm. It's like like I said, super motivating. I like having like these kind of talks with you. Yeah, Got to be absolutely. on a, a, other podcasts with the girls and geese people. Yeah, you know, that so it's exciting. like. Yeah, I think it's like, you know, anytime I get down, it's not even just like setting goals for myself. It's like, man, you can just like look out into the world mm -hmm. and see like all the cool things that people are doing, yeah. right? It's like if you look at the right, like that's where I think like talking about like kind of controlling what, what I let in. Mm -hmm. It's like making sure you're not like pointing your eyes at the negative stuff, right? It's like really like. Dude, I could look at that and I could like make that my focus and make that my mindset or I could look at like all the cool shit that's happening. I have like so so there's a thing that that happens in skiing and trail running um, and biking, really mountain biking um, and rafting. Mm -hmm. And what it, it is, is when you're in movement, you do not like you do not look at what at the objective hazard. And so that's it'll how you, pull you to it. It's, it's exactly yeah. how you fall, and it's in a and it's like I can explain it in specifics, and it doesn't matter. But like in a specific in a raft is if you're staring at the thing you don't want to go to, you your shoulders are pointed in that direction, and when yeah. you raft, you'll start heading that way. But you're supposed to stare in the direction you want to go. Yeah. And those specifics don't even apply to like mountain biking. It works that way for its own reasons and running and all these things. Yeah. But it's just crazy because it's like it's, it's like, a like a law principle. of attraction. Yeah. Right. It's like, dude. Yeah, I think that's like, it seems hokey. You see the yeah, stuff like yeah. the secret yeah. and all that stuff, but it's like, dude, it's real, mm -hmm. yeah. right? It's real that like, I think it's like, uh, I think that I was telling you about that Michael Gervais quote. It was mm -hmm. something like where it's like, confidence is the just basically the narrative of your head, yeah. right? And it's like, that's kind of true. Like what, I've like asked myself that, like what is confidence, you know? And like, mm -hmm. what what in the, in the idea of like getting pulled into the rock, if you stare at it, it's like, you know, if you just like put your your attention towards what you can do, mm -hmm. you will do it, yeah. right? If you put your attention towards like negativity, that is what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, and I, I I have people in my life that do that, mm -hmm. right? And it's like, dude, you know, I try to support support them, mm -hmm. but it's like then there was a time where it's like, man, you you can like, you can't like get sucked into that place if yeah. you like you know you can support people from afar but if you like kind of just sit with them and stare at like the terrible of the world mm -hmm. then all of a sudden that's how you feel yeah right and so it's like you know just being really conscientious of like no no, no i'm gonna like only kind of stare at the good yeah right and it seems like pollyannish mm -hmm. or like yeah. you know i used to be like dude that's so wrong uh -huh. i was i remember 
I like how I'm like, dude, I need to go tell people like, sorry, I was like that, yeah, yeah. you know, but uh-huh. it's like, I used to just be like, I think I looked at it more as like a hypervigilant thing, mm-hmm. right? Like where it's like, I need to be like very on guard, mm-hmm. right? And I thought that was like the way, like probably that was like more of a safety issue. Yeah, right? it probably protected you at one point in your life. Yeah, it served me at one point, but it's like, dude, now that I like feel like, okay, if you're in a, in a place where you feel like, basic stability maybe mm-hmm. it's those mass little hierarchy yeah. right it's like okay once you have that base level of stability it's like you know you need to fixate and focus on the good mm-hmm. and that's going to mm-hmm. get you where it is i think like you know it'd be naive to say like that's just going to work for anyone yeah right does yeah. i I, uh-huh. I don't believe that right uh-huh. it's just like but dude it's better than than the opposite in mm-hmm. a lot of ways exactly. right if you have nothing Still being positive, I think, the, is going to help. But the most, like, the crazy, the most beautiful thing about that, where you, where you note that, like, this is really helpful in my predicament and, like, the narrative that I have and the way that I engage with reality, right? And then you see that there's a potential shortcoming where there might be somebody on literally the other side of the coin where yeah. that's not necessarily, like, they need to look at some of the... They, they don't have that big inner self-critic, the, the other thing. Yeah. The one that doesn't speak up enough and they need to see what they're doing. They need to stare at their shortcomings so that they can move beyond it. And this is why I've watched like I see it in children just extreme because children, they don't they're not very subtle. Yeah. But um, <laughs> it's like I used to think like, oh, there's insecurity and like jujitsu can teach you to will teach everybody to be confident and secure. Right. Yeah. But that is my predicament. And that's where the specifics become almost irrelevant to the broad uh, crowd, but it's still helpful because then there's that one person who says when they, when they, no matter what happened in their, um, their play, like in jujitsu, mm-hmm. they're the best. Whatever I have to talk about my predicament yeah. will probably feed into their predicament and yeah. make it even worse. And like, they're not experiencing at that, at that at that level of reality, we're not experiencing the same thing. And like whatever it looks like as an adult, like it's fundamentally different in that yeah. vein, right? In the com- competitive mindset. Like yeah. in jujitsu, I was like, oh, there could be people here, not for children, but I've read like something with some adults, right? In uh-huh. like on the East Coast or something like that, where like they're violent and scary people, uh-huh. like doing terrible things to other people, right? And like, yeah. um, I've never in jujitsu. I've met a lot of people, and I never really encounter that kind of person. So I'm not saying that's just an archetype of people, yeah. but I'm like, oh, there's a lot of different um, ways of experiencing this in reality broadly. Like, and so what I find is I take comfort in listening to you um, because I realize that our experiences overlap a lot with our personal narratives. Yeah, and if you can't relate, if like the listener couldn't relate to your predicament then at the very least, whatever it is that they're most comfortable in, the opposite of that is probably where they can do a lot of work. Yeah. Right? Like, wherever yeah. it feels like they can manage and have all this controlled, like, yeah. and there's a lack of stability. There's going to be a lack of stability somewhere. Somewhere. And it's True. like, where is that, and how do, we, how do we integrate that work into our life, you know? Yeah. And for you and I, it seems that, like, that agreeableness and... There's things that we differ, of course, but like the agreeableness and the people pleasing and insecurity, self-doubt, like those things, you know? Yeah. Yeah, man, those challenges. I look at some people, it's funny. (laughs) I'm like, how do they have that confidence, right? I'm like, I don't get it, but it's like, dude, I think, you know, 
it's just it's just baffling to it me. It is, quite right? Honestly. I don't. Yeah. Like I like you know, I, I, just the whole concept. I'm still just like really trying to wrap I, my head I'm around. I'm trying to too. Like. Because it's like, you know, I like the idea of like being like narcissistic yeah. with it. I've had people like, dude, you're like a narcissist, and it's like. Is that true? And then I heard this one podcast they were talking about like being a narcissist, and they're like, "You're not a narcissist if you actually do the things, yeah. right?" Uh-huh. And uh, like, because I'm like, "Dude, am I a terrible person yeah. and only thinking about myself?" And I really try not to be, mm-hmm. right? I really, really try not to be. But I have been like told that, and the I think it's like, but wait, I am good at those things, mm-hmm. right? And I should be able to acknowledge that yeah. without feeling like that's a terrible thing. Mm-hmm. And then I know people where I'm like. They're telling me they're winning, and they're not winners. Yeah. They're not. Like, like in the, like, I don't mean, like, as a person, they're a winner. Yeah, yeah exactly. I mean, like, like no, a hard you, reality. in fact, did not <laughs> yeah, win. Yeah, yeah, like, I just like, watched this. Like, factual. Yeah, like, yeah. Like, they're, you know, and then uh-huh. I'm like, dude, I wonder what. That's why creative shit's so hard sometimes. Dude, because it's, it's like, just so crazy. I'm like, what reality do they live in? Yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like. But reality is just really yeah. a perception. You're, you, you know, you everyone could... creates their reality. So it's like, dude, if that's real, which yeah. I watch people and it's like, they're doing it. Uh-huh. They're doing it. And I'm creating sometimes a, a poor reality for myself. So it's like, why not, wonder, like, why not try and create the coolest reality where I'm awesome? Yeah. Right. It's like, it's like, that's what I'm kind of like, well, it's almost like a, a an experiment. I'm like, you're just going to tell yourself you're awesome all the time in your head. Mm-hmm. Anytime some negative feeling creeps in just start like rambling through like these like 10 little things you say about yeah. like how awesome you are mm-hmm. dude it's calming and soothing ah, right it's cool. like it's pretty crazy so it's like i did this once before a long time ago um i used to have like when i ran a kids class like literally like 15 years ago i would make the kids do these positive self-talk things oh that's cool. this guy who uh, i boxed with would do it mike the mouth and someone then told me they thought it was a bit narcissistic. But it's like, dude, I always thought that was strange. Mm-hmm. I, and I, I was like, why is it like people are like acting like I, it's a weird thing to make little kids tell themselves nice things about yeah. themselves? Like that that's somehow a bad thing. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you know what I mean? That's like where really, like people yeah. kind of like, and you know, it happened like 15 years ago and I still remember it. Like where it was like more than one person was like, dude, don't you think that's like a little weird to do that? And it's like, yeah. Uh, it's like now that I think about it, it's like, no, it's, yeah. how is that weird? That's right. Interesting. And it was yeah. actually also very hard for people. It's hard. It is really it's super hard. hard. Yeah. I used to be like, you need to go and look in the mirror and tell yourself like nice things for one minute. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, then I would make the kids like stand up and like talk about like, kind of like we would be like Muhammad Ali, like just yeah. talk about how awesome they were. Uh-huh. Tell, tell like things they could do great. And it was like super hard. Yeah. People right. had like, they could maybe say one or two things. Mm-hmm. And then it was like. And I was like always like really fascinated with that. Wow, like, that's dude, so it's, interesting. it's kind of like a little sad. Yeah. Right? I, a little sad in the way that like it was hard for me even. Like, yeah, dude, it's it hard was, for me even just thinking about it. I'm just like, like oh, super yeah. sad. Like, dude, I can say a litany of negative things about myself. Yeah. Right? Ongoing, like 24 hour cycle. Mm-hmm. And it's hard to say like five nice things. Yeah. Right? That's. There's That's some, yeah, there's exactly. something like fundamentally like wrong with that. Put like a little caveat in there when I do say something nice yeah. about myself. Yeah. Or check like little yeah. self-deprecating, yeah. little this, and it's like you know I'm not advocating people be like total douchebag, but mm-hmm. it's like to me it's, I think it's like it really has helped being able to kind of like be aware of those, you know, and like 
change that narrative a little yeah. bit. And it's like, yeah, I think that's another just like little technique to use that that I never knew about. You know, it's like I kind of knew like, oh, you kind of do that. But it's like, dude, it really, really works. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's just something, though, like what you were saying with the like the narcissistic thing. Like you realize that things are things might feel like black and white, right? Yeah. But I, I often think that whole like, <laughs> so cliche, like king and yang and like, like walking tight ropes, right? Yeah. Because that is what you're doing. And you know, that, like, I think maybe it could cycle like personality type, like through your life, yeah. or you just might be this, this way, like really hard in the paint this way yeah. through your whole life. And so you can counsel yourself in these other extremes and so your students too. Because I had that with playing with fire. Where I'm like, I have like, uh, I got two kids, right? Uh-huh. And every time we talk about fire, they're the kid who's just like, like they're standing like really far back. And they're like not putting the lighter in the, you know, in the tissue paper or in the like the lichen or whatever to light it on fire. Yeah. And they're like, eh, eh. and it's like, no, literally stick your hand into the bottom of that and let's light the bottom and let's pull our hand out. And they'll like flick it and they'll move yeah. their hand really fast and never get it done. They're super apprehensive. And what I have to teach them is it's like, okay. It's not going to hurt you as bad as you can. Look, let's take our hands. This is this is crazy to apply it generally to children. Let's take your hand over this flame mm-hmm. and let's go and put it and see how close we can get to without it like hurting you really bad. Let's feel where there's actual danger around the fire. Okay? And I and I approach that and I get them comfortable with fire. Yeah. They're the kid who's not going to go and light stuff on fire behind my back because they're they're just very anxious and yeah. that's a relationship with fire. Okay. So now I have a third kid come along and we, we go backpacking and I talk to the children like that with fire, expecting the kids that I talk to that they're anxious and I need to build their comfort with them. I can be guaranteed that I don't have to, I could teach safety, yeah. but I don't have to always be on them about the safety. I can encourage them to be a little, take a little more risk yeah. regarding their body, right. And, and lighting the fire and managing the fire. So this third kid comes in, and I realized that I was teaching him, and I didn't assess his personality. Because he's like, I'm like, I turn around, and he's putting, like, things in the fire. He's, like, trying to rip things out of the book and put it in the fire. And then he's like, I want to get a a stick, and let's make a torch. And I'm like, no, we can't make torches. And then I just think about it, and I's like, oh, this personality types the other one where he's, like, super reckless. Yeah. And he just, like, he wants to, like, you know, just just chaos. And, like, I have to, I can't teach him in this way. I have to tell him what I would never tell these kids who are anxious unless they became the opposite. I'd have to be, like, counseling him about being um, safe. Cautious. Very cautious. And all of those things. And I never didn't have to teach them about caution because they were so cautious. I had to kind of unravel that. And I see that... I see it, though, more often people who are insecure and have a lot of self-doubt and less often those, like, very braggadocious people. Yeah. And it kind of the anxious anxiety about fire. I see, at that time, I saw a lot of kids who were anxious about fire, so I could say, this is my process for teaching about fire. And yeah. then some other personality type gets in there, and I realize that I have to adjust my approach with you. Yeah. And I can't determine, I don't even think it matters, if on average I'm finding a highly anxious mm-hmm. um, personality type or, or um, I just, that's who I hang out with. Do you, do you get what I mean by that? Like you're in a classroom environment, you're in a social environment and it's like, this is, 
I used to think everybody Always was tending towards that, and then you're like, oh no, yeah. that's not. I how thought it reality was is. like that, and Everyone's now I'm like, way. yeah, yeah, untrue. I'm so I'm confused still too. I know that everyone is not like that, but I don't understand why I see like so many people who are like me, and then some people who aren't. And I got that with travel too. I'm like, everyone wants to see the world, and I realize that some people don't, and that's okay. And I just, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. Like. <laughs> like the my friend uh, that stays home working from home yeah right and it's just like <laughs> i'm like huh that never even crossed my mind i kind of i like i get baffled when i find things like that but i'm like it's like one of those things where you're like oh people actually there's so many varying ways to see anything yes. anything and everything yeah. that yeah I, I teaching i learn about that a lot mm -hmm. where it's like i think this is the way to teach it these are the the concerns everyone's gonna have they're mm -hmm. the concerns that i have yeah and then it's like Oh, no, they're not that at all. <laughs> and then I have to, like, you know, it's, like, trying to, like, I guess it's, like, be empathic or whatever mm -hmm. of, like, put myself in their position, ha okay, yeah. and acknowledge, like, not try to make them see it the way I'm going to see it, mm -hmm. right? It's, like, as a teacher, try and put myself in, like, here's how they're seeing it. It's not, yeah. like, not, doesn't mean that, you know, I'm going to see it that way, but mm -hmm. just trying to be in their shoes, frame it from their, their perspective. Yep. To see, because if you try to teach with the wrong tool, mm -hmm. it can go really wrong, right? So it's like assessing yeah. the audience, mm -hmm. uh, assessing the, the person, their personality, and then also acknowledging that that's fluid, right? Yeah. Fluid over the lifetime mm -hmm. with kids, actually, with all people. Yep. I just think kids, everything is more glaring. We yeah. talked about that. Like, it's fluid in the moment, mm -hmm. right? Tears. Fine. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, yeah, and yeah. it's like real it's tears, like, fake tears. You like, yeah. yeah, you have to react to like, okay, here's the reality we're in right now. Mm -hmm. yeah. I'm operating in this reality with you right now. Mm -hmm. We're in this shared reality, and that can quickly change to another yeah. one. Or like, uh, I go and talk to the next kid, mm -hmm. different reality. Yeah. Right. And it's like, sometimes I think like teaching, I find it like very emotionally draining when mm -hmm. you try and engage that closely. Yeah. Right. Like, how does this person feel? Like, truly feel? How are they engaging with information? Mm -hmm. Right? Sometimes I'll try, you know, I can feel like a little, I'll feel a self like, okay, you're like exhausted. You're going to like just like throw out route information, this information you're giving. Mm -hmm. Right? And that's one kind of class. Yeah. Right? That's one kind of instruction. And then there's kind of the, the instruction that's like emotionally involved, like mm -hmm. fully engaged. Mm -hmm. That's way harder. Yeah. Right? You know, yeah. I can see when I show up in the room like lesser. Mm -hmm. Right here, I, I'm here to give you the information. Yeah, that's one thing. But when you're like, okay, I'm here to be like in the moment, you're present, present, <laughs> feeling all the feelings, yeah. good or bad, right? Yeah. Sometimes great, all the successes, sometimes the failures, and like really being there. You know, oh. that's hard. I see that like coaching has really like made me appreciate parents more, mm. my parents, mm -hmm. all parents, right? Like. Man, it's hard to like be engaged in that all the time. Yeah, exactly. Right? I think for parents, it's like you don't get to just be like, I'm done now. Mm -mm, right? Yeah. The teacher who just was like, turn the Zoom camera off. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. You, don't, you can't be that. No, you, you have can't to do, be you there. Can, you can yeah. be that. Um, it's not the best it's, way. No, it's not ideal. You know, I had that even like, you can have the dog that you like get mad at when it barks and mm -hmm. just go put it in the car mm -hmm. yeah. or leave it at home. But then you have that dog. Exactly. And that's right. the relationship. Yeah. Right? But you can sit in the hard spot, deal with the frustration mm -hmm. of it, and hopefully get through it. Yeah. You know? And it's like, 
Yeah, it's it's like being able to be like sensitive and open and feeling that with people. Mm-hmm. And then also I think like not getting down when it doesn't work. Yeah. Right? And, oh, okay. Is it class time? <laughs> Basically, <Yeah>. snack time. <laughs> and that's where I get like just in closing is you can apply that in my opinion to you could see it through jujitsu really well. Because yeah. in jujitsu it's like uh, you know, you I have you in guard, right? And I'm going to transition to get a submission, right? Yeah. And the submission that I have, there's a number of submissions that I can get from guard. Um, and I can't force my submission onto you, right? If you're a skilled you know, opponent for me, yeah. I have to read what you're doing and I have to commit, but I can't overly commit or under commit because yeah. I won't succeed and I won't be able to, because you have to be like, can I get an arm bar? And if you don't commit too much, when you realize you can't, you can transition to like a different move yeah. and, and keep going. But if you get stuck on one, then you lose your whole goal, right? And yeah. the whole goal is winning. Yeah. yeah. And you can lose the whole position. Yeah. Everything goes exactly. sideways. Yeah. Yeah. It's that middle way. Yeah. I think it's important in all life. Yeah. I think right? it really the is. Middle. Because it all like, and I don't really understand game theory, which I really wish I did. But I wish I did too. I hear smart people talking about well, yes, like game theory. So I'm, I'm like, God damn it! I googled it, and I'm like, this is gonna take more than a cursory reading. Yeah, that's my right? problem too. Yeah, <laughs> like I got a deep dive Dude, in this. Like, I'm glad I'm not the only idiot that doesn't know about game theory. <laughs> but it seems like the way that the all game games that I play and play, like with children and stuff like that, um, that one's fun, is indicative of everyday life. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, okay, well, we got to get to work yeah, engaging with kids. Yeah, it'll be fun. Um, thank you so much. Yeah, I appreciate it. And where can people find out more about you? They can find out about me. Uh, they can find out about the gym, sleeperjj.com, or on all the social media, Cindy Hales, or sleeper96 on Instagram, or Sleeper Jiu-Jitsu for Instagram for the gym. So, yeah, reach out and... I would say come visit the gym, but you can't because we got closed doors right now. (laughs) All right. All right. Thank you, Cindy. I appreciate it. Thank you guys for listening to this episode of the podcast. Woo! It was awesome to be able to talk to Cindy. I love to talk with people who've committed, you know, a massive amount of time to learning a skill set and teaching something that's very interesting to me. Uh, at all levels, right? Whether it's martial arts in the public institution, um, if it's any other kind of discipline. It's a very interesting relationship that people have. And I think you can give a lot of takeaways for, for life overall. Because I think, like, you you teach through your discipline, right? But you're really teaching the general principles of life. And you just kind of need an aim to be able to teach that, right? But it was cool to be able to listen to her perspective. And I think the one of the biggest takeaways for me is just how important it seems to find a goal or find an aim and strive toward it, you know, especially if you're in a place filled with chaos. And consistently I find myself oscillating between order and chaos endlessly. <laughs> like, you know, I, we all have bad and good times, but like, a better, more accurate representation of that for me is, is like, I know I have my routines and I know what's going on sometimes. And other times I have no idea what's going on and I feel like I have no control. And, and somewhere in between that is like a sweet, beautiful middle. And 
I like to be there, but I have a growing fondness for being other places too. Absolute chaos. It's kind of it's kind of wild to be honest. I mean, like you know, it's like riding a roller coaster. It's it's a lot like rafting down a river where you're just controlled chaos the whole time, or even like scramble grappling. Or running downhill, skiing downhill, mountain biking downhill even. It's it's cool. But, and there's this like beauty in the order of things. When you know exactly how everything is going to go for the week, right? And you have everything measured and managed and habits and and a clear understanding of what you're doing. (laughs) Life's interesting. Anyways, um, if you'd like to find any of the links, um, you can find... Any of the links to what we talked about in this episode in the show notes or at becominghumanpodcast.com. You could support the show by sharing it with a friend, rating and review it on iTunes or Google Play. Um, and you can also find uh, Cindy Hales on Instagram at sleeper96. I hope you guys have a wonderful week. I'm going to play you out with this awesome song by Compressor Head. It's Ace of Spades, which is a cover of Motorhead. You should head over to the website and check out the video because it's really cool watching these robots jam out to some Motorhead. Motorhead.